0: Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored podcast. We welcome all chumbas, edge runners, vault dwellers, wastelanders, spice traders, and space folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Hey, what's up? I'm officially live. You can see me and hear me now, hopefully. Uh, anybody that actually tuned in and is here for the start of this uh let me know in chat that you can hear me and see me and everything's okay. Uh obviously I'll get anything fixed if you can't. Hey Renegade, what's up? Thanks for the sub. I haven't uh, gotten to see you in a while in the chat. I know you've been busy. And um yeah, you know, condolences and and uh you know, all the positive thoughts to you and your family. I know you you just had a loss and stuff with your father and um yeah, I just know you've been you've been going through it, man. So just uh my love and support out to you. Uh, I'm glad to see you in the chat. Hey, Night City, what's up? Hey, Chris, Cold Spider, that's awesome. I'm glad uh, I'm glad everybody's able to tune in. Um, just real quick, you know, we were supposed to do our Dune stream uh, right now, but one of our players was sick last minute, and unfortunately, I just put out all the promos. I put the flyers on all the pages, on the discords, Twitter, Twitter. Um, even players and uh, and some of the sponsors and brands were sharing it because um, we're sponsored by like uh, Fantasy Grounds, Low Key Maps, and um, you know CyberFight Clothing and others. Uh, and so like all the promos went out, and then I got the message that the player wasn't feeling good and she couldn't make it. And um, anytime I have a player cancel on a team for any reason, I, I typically cancel the stream. I don't like to continue on, you know, having the team play without one of the uh, players there. I feel like it's empty. I don't want to, you know, kind of wing that player and turn it into an NPC for a session. I don't want that player also to miss all the cool things that you find out in sessions. If you've seen my games, you know I put a lot of effort into plot twists and little, you know, uh, pieces of evidence and just like little little cool Easter eggs and things like it. Every session for me has multiple levels to it, and I don't want any player to miss it. So once she canceled, um, I canceled the Dune stream, And I decided to throw together a quick AMA. I I haven't done one of these in months. I haven't done this in like probably over half a year. Um, I've been so busy with the gameplay and tutorials and traveling and filmmaking and everything else I'm doing. Um, But yeah, I figured, uh, you know, fuck it. I'll use this opportunity. Unfortunately, can't play Dune. I really was ready, you know, to get back into Dune, which we will make that up in a couple weeks. We'll pick up this session and then we'll be right back on normal schedule on the last Sunday of the month. But anyways, I figured like, fuck it. Let me... Uh, not lose the momentum. I've already put out promos. I'm sure some friends, fans, and fam are going to tune in, so let's at least do something. So I, I'm doing this AMA. I made a quick list of uh, uh, things I want to go over in this video to kind of update you on, on plans and things I'm working on, um, as well as I've I've had a few questions sent to me uh, since being at Gen Con, and, um, and I figured this would be a great place to kind of answer those, uh, you know, do it live. And then if anybody in chat has any questions or things that uh, they want me to go over or answer. It could be GM tips, things about the brand, things about me personally. Um, I'm down with that, too. Um, hey, Savage, what's up? Said, oh, can't really watch. We're out and about. Just wanted to let you know that you're wonderful, wonderful Rob. I appreciate that. Thanks, Kevin. You and Katie are awesome. Um, I really appreciate that. In fact, uh, you're reminding me uh, to give a shout-out to all my supporters on Patreon. It really means a lot to me. Uh, before I get into this AMA and start rocking all these topics and questions, let me just give a shout out to those that support me there and keep putting fuel on my fire. Seriously. I consider myself, um, just a, a firestorm of creative energy. I can't stop. I don't sleep. I work so hard at so many things. And, um, yeah, I'm just passionate about a lot of things and I can't slow down, you know? And, uh, it's it's the supporters on Patreon that literally keep me going and are my motivation. Like it's all the, the, the fans and friends and fam that tune in, they like, they share the links and stuff. That's the validation. Um you know, it, it absolutely validates what I do and I really appreciate that. But then like those that step up and join the Patreon and actually like, you know, throw some bucks at me and like, you know, show that they really support it and they love what I'm doing. Like I, I can't thank you enough. That shit means so much to me. So thank you so much. Let me give a shout out to uh Kevin Moreno, Joseph Holder, Naomi Madlass, William Huddleston, Jamie Minch, John Erfurt, Leaded Coffee, Michael Edmonds, AKA Kira, Chris Anderson, Matt James, Jam Reservoir Panda, Rothen, AKA Renegade 420, Revolver Grace, Samurai Max, Steve Barr of Sirenscape, Zeno, Zach Capricious Nature, uh, Cyber Smiley, Raven, Andy Stretton, Copious Salt, Derek Lawrence, Daniel Terry, Alex Maxwell, Nicholas King, Tracy Goodwin, aka StinkPalm, Igor, and Chris Callies. Yeah, and shout out to Chris, too. Uh, he's going to be joining up with Team Veritas. Uh, maybe not next session, but the one after. We're just waiting for the current campaign to kind of wrap. One of the players has to depart, and then we'll get Chris in there. Um, let's see. Have you guys considered doing Starfinder? Hey, Dina, what's up? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I'm going to be going over in my notes in this little AMA. Um, I was going to talk about some expansions with the brand. You know, we do everything, uh, you know, it all kind of started around cyberpunk, obviously. I love cyberpunk. That's like, you know, my shit. But, uh, but ultimately, like, I love all dystopian gameplay, sci-fi, future, any, any style of dystopian. In fact, I've got a very low fantasy sort of medieval dark horror dystopian gameplay coming up soon. I I recently hooked up with the guys over at Studio Agate for Shadows of Estron while at Gen Con. And um, the last Monday of the month, I'm going to be running Shadows of Estron, which is like a horror medieval uh, sort of dystopian game. It's like there's no elves and dwarves and dragons and shit like that. It's very human-based. It has a lot of... Uh, mental trauma and uh, mental resilience uh, skill checks and shit like that it's very deep it was actually created uh, by a psychiatrist him and his team and um, it's really dark and cool and that's when I saw it I was like man I don't normally fuck with like you know medieval shit even though I love medieval uh, you know lore and, and history and stuff and I grew up on Dungeons and Dragons but I obviously trailed away from fantasy um, and totally dove into cyberpunk and that that style of gameplay right in games and genres but, um, but when I saw Shadows and I saw what it was and just how dystopian and fucked up it is and realistic to like human nature and stuff, um, I had to have it. It's perfect for Cybernation Uncensored because of that dystopian vibe. So I'll be rocking that the last Monday of the month. I've got some really awesome players there like Steve from Sirenscape, my beautiful wife, Val Mulligan, um, and some others. Uh, I believe we've got Rockette Fox has committed to joining um, we've got some new faces uh, joining as well, some cosplayers and stuff. So it's going to be a great stream. Just like most of my teams, if you check out any of my teams, it doesn't matter what game I'm playing, uh, we get into it. I use overlays, we cosplay, we get into costume, uh, like all my players. They, they get into cosplay, wearing the outfits, the makeup, you know, getting into character, using voices, and you know, we really try to act it out and put a lot of effort into our gameplay. Um, I think a lot of that comes from me being a filmmaker. You know, I love tabletop role playing games. Um, But being a producer, a director, a writer, an actor, and just, you know, fucking with the film industry, I think it gave me a lot of um, knowledge, background, and talent behind those sort of things that have kind of translated well into tabletop role-playing games, as well as being a touring musician, just having great stage presence, uh, the gift of gab, all that sort of shit. Um, It it allows me, uh, as a game master, to kind of improv, run off, you know, my cuff, and just work with what happens. Um, and I'm very comfortable on camera and just speaking and stuff. As you see in my tutorials and, uh, gameplay, like most of the shit I do is live. I don't edit. Um, I speak off the top of my head. I, I, I you know, I, I speak from my heart and, um, I speak what I know. I don't have to edit and read and, you know, contrive my videos and like fake. Like I know what I'm talking about by editing parts, read, rehearse, recite, read, rehearse, recite like, no, man, like I run it live. I tell you what the fuck I know and I try to express, uh, you know that sort of stuff in the video, and that's why I do it live, no editing. but, um, but anyways, I'm going on a tangent now. Uh, let's get back. let's let's get to uh, some of these things I want to go over. and um as as we're going, uh, anybody in chat, you know, feel free, drop any questions. Uh, it could be about anything, you know, about the brand, me as a game master, tabletop role playing, but also, you know me being a Touring musician, filmmaker, um into physical education, all that sort of stuff. like uh, feel free to ask me anything. Um, that's what an AMA is. But let's get into some of the things I wanted to go over. The first thing, We've already kind of dabbled in it, is where is this brand going? What, what, what is the plan for CyberNation Uncensored? Um, you know, we're still rocking Cyberpunk. If you check it out, I mean, just me alone. And we have other game masters. Obviously, you see GM Capricious Nature. We've had Reservoir Panda, who might be coming back. Um, we've got Raven, who's starting up her High Riders campaign soon. Um, so it's other GMs, too. But just me personally, if you, if you check it out, I run every Saturday. I run Cyberpunk Red Team Nevermore. Uh, the second... And last Wednesday of the month, I run uh, Cyberpunk Red Team Veritas. Every Thursday, I run the Sirenscape Cyberpunk Red Team on the Sirenscape uh, Twitch channel. Um, and then the last Sunday of the month, I run Dune. Uh, it's an all-fem cast of Benny Gesserit's. It's really cool. That's the one that was canceled uh, today, unfortunately, due to illness. That's why I'm doing this AMA. Um, and then the last Monday of the month, I'm going to be rocking that Shadows of Estron, which is that low fantasy, dark medieval horror game. It's going to be really, uh, dark, really fucked up. I'm going to love it. You're going to love it too, (laughs) if you're into that. Um, but as you see, like every week I'm running multiple teams, uh, between Cybernation Uncensored and Sirenscape. And then I'm making appearances on other games and things like yesterday I was on Roll the Cast. I got to play, um, and I've got some others in the works. Um, but aside from running all that, um, I am absolutely looking to expand. We're talking to Modiphius about Homeworld. I'm talking, uh, well, I don't want to mention too many because, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what's going to come through or not, but I can assure you, I'm talking to about three or four other game companies, about three or four other game systems and genres that fit in with the dystopian, dark sci-fi future or low fantasy vibe. It's all all has to be dystopian and and very realistic to me. Like I'm just as much as I love fantasy stuff um, when it comes to gameplay. I I I, I don't know. I'm, I guess maybe burnt out from it or something, but I'm just not into like you know elves and gnomes and all those dragons and creatures and like all all that sort of stuff. It's interesting, but when it comes to playing, I just, I I like the more realistic, dark, dystopian vibes and shit. I just, it just hits me harder and I like that so much more. So that's what it's about. So I am expanding, but it is absolutely all the games that I bring and everything that we're doing is going to fit within that vibe um, with the exception of, uh, you know, our family game night. And I don't know if it's going to be family game night. That's what I've been calling it uh, because I'm going to be running games live, you know, with my parents and then my wife's nephew, and then also other players that live locally. We're going to get together and do some stuff. So it, I keep saying family night because it involves family, you know, to me. But um, but it's basically going to be live gameplay in person. We're going to get together uh, maybe once a month, I don't know yet, uh, and play some games in person, film it or stream it live. I'm working on on the details of it. Um, but, uh, you know, we've got the Agatha Christie uh, Death on the Cards game from Modiphius. I've got... Um, some other one from we, we Have Issues Publishing, which is that Zinvader one with the minis where you, you use it on, uh, on your environment, like in your table, because the, the minis are actually the aliens that came to invade, and they didn't realize that they're tiny and humans are huge. and like It's a great concept. I'm not going to get into uh, too much of it right now, because uh, once I seal that deal and we start getting into it, you know, I'll explain what it is. But as you see, you know, I've got multiple... Uh, things down the pipeline that I'm working on. And I'm constantly trying to expand. I'm constantly trying to do more. Um, I've always been an avid uh, believer in like, you know, uh, uh, not being stagnant. I feel like, you know, stagnant behavior, man, that just it, it, it breeds uh, just being boring. I just I can't, I can't be easily satisfied. You know, I'm just constantly wanting to do more and just pursue any any of my interests and passions that I have. And I and I do. Uh, But that's the idea here is like, you know, lots more gameplay coming, expanding even into like real uh, in-person game. I'm also talking to Funko. If you can't tell, I collect Funko Um, here near the Hollywood shop. I've been talking to them, met them at Gen Con and been talking a little more via email, but hopefully we'll be running some of the Funko games too in person Uh, maybe with Val's nephew and stuff. So um, not just tabletop role-playing games. So as you see, you know, we're expanding into a bunch of things. Um, But uh, it's always going to have that sort of dystopian sci-fi dark vibe. Any any of those sort of dark things. I'm just going to avoid the the straight hundred percent you know fantasy style stuff and like the the hero run fantasy vibes. Mine's going to be more based in reality, with the exception of like I said that monthly uh in-person game night or family game night or whatever it's going to be called I don't know yet it's a, it's a work, you know it's a title in a work in progress or whatever um, but that one might have more like you know like I said Funko games card games a board game stuff that I'm working with on different game companies to showcase other game stuff and also to be able to stream with like my parents playing my nephew you know uh, uh the players i fuck with that actually live locally like raven right here that you see in chat the one that's starting up the uh the high riders campaign she lives uh near me not too far daniel who played the netrunner on rio in my very first stream team nameless he lives right down the road from me Um, And then there's a few others, too, that live locally, like right around the Los Angeles area. Um, So that's what kind of sparked the idea, like, man, I want to do more in-person gameplay. I've got these other opportunities to do more than just tabletop role-playing games and stuff. And it fits within the brand. It would be fun to expand that. And uh, shit, my players live locally. We should get together and do that. So that's kind of how that started and what's going on. Um, Hey, what's up? My beautiful wife Valerie in chat. You must be on break. Um, Oh, and B.B. uh, and says, dark medieval, like berserk. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's got like that dark medieval vibe. It's like based on Celtic lore and French lore. It's a French company, Studio Agate. So Shadows of Estron is kind of based on Celtic lore mixed with French lore. And then like there's these um, uh, Fiondas or whatever, which are like the equivalent of negative thoughts and energy from humans that kind of picture this. There's no set structure of them. And that's kind of like the bad evil entity that you battle with. But it's, it's mostly based on humans and stuff, and it's got a very dark vibe. Um, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited to expand into that, and I love the company. I, I got to interview them for my series while at Gen Con, and um, they're just an awesome team of people. Um, but that's the plan with the brand. Expanding into more gameplay, live gameplay, um, expanding the dystopian reach to not just be future, um, dabble a little bit in true history and medieval vibes and stuff. Um, and I'm open to other ideas. So if you're out there and you see this AMA and uh, you've know you you've got some ideas, you know of a game company or a game that we should check out or you want to connect us with, um, absolutely absolutely do that. Connect me with that company, that game, and we'll consider it. You know, The more the better. And also if you're watching this and you're a game master, and you want to join our brand and come and stream with us and have some fun. Like, fuck, hit me up. We want more. I, I, you know, my long-term uh, dream for Cybernation Uncensored would be, you know, every fucking day of the week, there's a stream. There's a live stream every day of the week, maybe multiple times throughout a day. Uh, just all kinds of tabletop role-playing games and other games, um, all fitting in with that vibe. Obviously, it still has that that vibe that Cybernation Uncensored is. Like, I still don't want to mess with, like, hero fantasy d d like that you know, that sort of vibe, but, um, I'm absolutely down to expand in, in other directions and and push, push the boundaries of what we're doing. Um, so anyways, yeah, if you're a game master, hit me up on, on that level too. I'd love to get you as part of the brand and streaming with us, or even just running a one shot or maybe playing with one of our jams, you know, hit me up. I also open up some seats on my Patreon once in a while. So, um, keep your eyes open on that. If you want to just jump in and play sometime, Uh, you can always buy a seat, hop in and knock it out. Um, All right, cool. Let's see. Uh, What about some noir stuff? Cold spider said, absolutely. Absolutely. Anything dark, dystopian, noir, um, anything based in like human, uh, uh, you know, problems and things and personalities and traits. Like uh, uh, that's what I loved about shadows. Like when I started getting into it, like when you battle, you don't want to battle. It's very brutal. It's easy to die. Um, so, you kind of avoid that. It's very realistic, you know, like you don't want to get stabbed, right? <laughs> um, but if you do, say you get bit by a bear, you get stabbed by a thief, something fucked up, um, you end up with a scar. It takes its toll. You might have mental damage and anguish from it, some type of like mental PTSD from it that plays in the future roles and things. Like, it, it, it's an awesome game. The crunch is not so deep and elaborate that it's hard to grasp. It's kind of simple, crunched, it's not that much. But what it does have is very much so based in human psychology and a very dark, like, uh, medieval, like, it's it's, it's absolutely like, um, oh, and German Romanticism, I forgot that, like, all the artwork and the vibe of it, it absolutely has that German Romanticism sort of overlay, which has this dark tone, but the Romanticism just puts this, like, I don't know, an almost, like, medieval Baroque sort of, like, over-the-top vibe, but set in this, like, dark, fucked-up medieval realistic like Celtic lore setting or something. It's it's hard to put my finger on on it to explain it. Um, but yeah, dark medieval horror with a touch of like artistic romanticism and like it, it, it's cool. I can't wait to get it going. We'll have our, our session zero the last Monday of um, September. Let me check what exactly what date that is. Uh, the 26th. So September 26th, that'll be our session zero. You'll get to meet the characters. You'll get to kind of see what we're doing. Um, and then you'll be ready for the following month when we start session, uh, session one, which will be the last Monday of every month. The last week of every month is going to rock for me because it's going to be like, um, you know, Sunday, will the last uh, Monday will be Shadows of Estron. The last Wednesday will be Team Veritas. That Thursday is my always going Sirenscape. Saturday will be Team Nevermore. And then Sunday will be my monthly Dune. So the last week of every month is going to be the most full for me. Um, but I, I have games running every week all the time anyways. But you, but you get my point. I would love to fill up every day of the fucking week. Um, but I need, you know, more GMs. I can't do it, can't do it all myself, you know? Um, yeah, and Val says I can't wait. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Val's going to be playing on that Shadows of Estron team. It's going to be fucking awesome. I'm so excited about it. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there it is about the expansions and kind of what we're pl- planning for Cyber Nation Uncensored, the new gameplay, um, other options, in-person game stuff. Uh, let me refer to my notes here. Um, Yeah, live games, Shadows of Estron, working with Funko. Um, Yeah, speaking of of game stuff too, the other thing I'm working on are some uh, adventures I'll be releasing for Cyberpunk Red. I'm working with Mr. Stids. Uh, He wrote out one of my campaigns with me uh, to release it. Uh, Lion Banner Games provided maps, uh, uh... Crosswire, my artist buddy uh, who does with the, the Cyberpunk Red app, he creates the art for that, um, he created the NPC artwork for it, it's, it's an awesome, we have tokens and everything, it's a beautiful fucking adventure campaign, I'm trying to get it licensed through our Talsorian games right now, I'm submitting it to them, so hopefully they release it, um, and you know, take it over, but obviously they have certain things that, you know, they, they, they gotta check it all out, and make sure it fits exactly what they need, we might have to alter it, it might not work, we might have to re- release it on our own, um, and change some of the lore, and not perfectly be cyberpunk red but more like system agnostic or open for people to use um but i've got that one in the works and then i'm also working with stink palm if uh, anybody is familiar with stink palm from the cybernation uncensored community he's done the medicine supplement that's on our website uh, cybernationuncensored.com lots of free assets there Um, but i'm working with him he's writing out one of my other campaigns i've got another one uh, that i ran a one shot of and i'm turning that into an adventure too so hopefully within the next couple months I'll have a couple adventure campaigns I'll be releasing on drive-thru um, if I don't get the licensing deal through RTG. If I get it through RTL Soran, obviously, oh, that'd be so fucking cool. I would love that so much. And then they would release those campaigns. And that, I mean, I, I would just be so excited about that. But, you know, if I don't get approval, if they can't release my campaigns, then we'll alter them a little and we'll, we'll release them on uh, our own. So look out for that. That's coming very soon. Um, Let's see here. Oh, shout out to my uh, sponsors. Um, Everyone's been seeing me with Cyber Fight Clothing, Lion Banner Games for my maps. Um, You know, uh, Sirenscape has been a sponsor since day one. I use their sounds on all my gameplay and now I'm running their weekly Cyberpunk Red team on Thursdays. Um, But I wanted to shout out Low Key Maps. I met them at Gen Con, I met Matt over there. Awesome guy, awesome team. Um, And he's hooked me up with all the Low Key Maps that I need. such an awesome company. Check out Low-Key Maps. Um, also Fantasy Grounds. Uh, everyone knows we've been rocking our gameplay on Roll20 for free using the free Roll20 sign-up uh, for, you know, over a year now. I mean, it's good. You can rock your maps and your character sheets, but there's always some things that don't work or just aren't there. It's good. It's free, you know? And you know how that is. It's good because it's free. <laughs> but we finally landed a sponsorship with Fantasy Grounds, and now we're over there, and oh my god, my mind is fucking blown. Um, like, Fantasy Grounds is like, a hundred times better than Roll20, and even other ones I, I mess with. I, I, I tried messing with Astral and a couple others uh, back in the day, and I know there's a learning curve with all these VTTs. You know, the more that they do, the better they are, the more time it takes to learn, so I understand that, but Fantasy Grounds, holy shit, like, uh, it's so easy to pick up on. Uh, me and the players have been learning it really quick. It has so much... Um, that it automatically does and rolls for you once you're set up. It has all the rules and things in there. Uh, we're going to be using it for our Dune. We're already using it for Cyberpunk Red. Uh, my Fallout game's coming back. I forgot to mention that earlier, too. My Fallout Friday is coming back. Uh, Brandon's finally back, so I'll be rocking that on Fridays, too. And then we're going to move that to the last Friday of the month. Um, so, yeah, the only, the last week of every month, I'm only going to have Tuesdays off. Uh, every other day, I'm going to be running a, a game, so that's going to be pretty exciting. But, um, yeah, I forgot to mention Fallout. Um, but yeah, uh, ultimately, let's, uh, let, let, let's talk about, um, and oh, yeah, Fantasy Grounds was the new sponsor. Let me, oh, no, I can't, I can't mention the other one. I have another sponsor I'm working on, but I don't want to bring them up just yet. Um, it looks like we're, we're, we're doing a, a deal. We're going to work out something, um, and I'll be announcing them soon. I'm pretty excited about that, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's talk a little bit about Gen Con. Uh, you know, I was at Gen Con with my wife, Val, we were uh, working the Sirenscape booth with the Sirenscape team. It was so cool to hang out with them in person. But it was also our first time at Gen Con, um, which was fucking impressive. It was so big and so awesome. Um, and I just want to talk about that a little bit. I made some notes here and stuff. Um, the first thing, it was crazy meeting our Talsorian games. I can't believe how tall all of those guys are. Meeting uh, Jay Gray, James Hut, Mike Pondsmith, and all them, like they're all like six foot three and stuff. Like I couldn't believe it, because um, you know you, you see people on stream and you meet them in video chats and stuff, and you just can't gauge like people in person, you know. So that that was the first thing I thought was pretty funny. Is meeting all of them in person, and realizing like they're all tall. It was pretty cool. They're all giants. At uh, our I don't know what they're putting in the water at their office, but uh, something. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about Gen Con is I saw a lot of people um, getting COVID after Gen Con from socializing, stuff like that. And I got a few messages from friends, um, streamers, asking about me and Val. And like, no, we didn't get it. Neither did uh, most of the Sirenscape team. Um, I know Troy uh, from our Sirenscape team, when he got back, he ended up getting COVID. But none of us did. Um, I know he was playing games and going out and stuff. Um, I think, you know, me and Val avoided it for a few reasons, you know. Um, We kept our distance from people. Um, Anytime I would shake a hand, give a hug, take a picture, um, I would use hand sanitizer, you know. I would consciously try to not touch my face and stuff. And that's hard for me uh, because I have have OCD. It's why I have uh, dreadlocks. Um, Long story, it's in a past AMA. You can learn about that. Um, But I also bite the skin on my fingers like really bad till, till it bleeds like you can kind of see right there it's hard to tell it's not really in focus but like I yeah you can kind of see right there like I have these scars and gashes like I'll sit there and just like bite the skin not the nail and I'll just get like deep in thought like if I'm working on something I'm like going and then before I know it I'll feel wet and I'll look and I'll be bleeding I'll be like fuck you know um, and I just have that problem I've always had it I always bite my fingers Um, so that was one thing I had to, uh, Hey, Aaron Durant says I have the same problem with fingers. Yeah. I I know a few people that do, um, you know, it's a stress anxiety thing. Um, a bit of a coping mechanism, but it is self-destructive. It sucks, man. Like my fingers are fucked. I can't do certain things sometimes too, because my fingers will be so hurting and stinging and like, you know, I'll have like cuts, but, um, But yeah, at Gen Con, I was like avoiding touching my face. I was using hand sanitizer and I was really trying not to bite my fingers. Like, you know, like I was just, I was so careful and so was Valerie. Um, And like if we would go places, like go grab something to eat or even going in and out of the convention center, uh, you know, I would always be like, don't touch the handles. I'll touch it, you know, or if Val already touched the handle. I'd be like, okay, now you're touching the handles. Like whichever one of us would touch open a door, like that's who would open doors until we get to the next hand sanitizer. You know what I mean? So like only one of us would be touching things, maybe a little paranoid, um, but hey, we didn't get sick and a lot of other people did. So I, I, paranoid or careful, whatever you wanna call it, it worked. Um, The other thing too is I'm not a big partier anymore, you know, used to be back in the day, but uh, but I don't drink, I don't really go out and stuff like that, I'm more into like drinking water and exercising <laughs> for the most part. Uh, so at Gen Con, you know, other than working the convention, going around filming for my docuseries and meeting people and stuff and networking, uh, we would leave at the end of the day and we would go back to the hotel, we would eat some dinner, we would just chill out, just me and Val and lay low and then the next day get back to the convention and work and network there. But after the event, we, we you know, after the convention, we didn't really go out to bars or clubs, we didn't go to any of the after hours events where I would see pictures with people all shoulder to shoulder taking big group photos and hanging out. And like, I feel like maybe that's how people got COVID. They weren't careful at the convention. And then they were maybe going out partying in groups and just hanging out and like, you know, it's inevitable. Um, just like any sickness, like, you know, shit's going to get around in, in groups and stuff. But anyways, um, I think that's kind of why me and Val were lucky. Uh, you know, we just avoided all that sort of social stuff. We just kind of stuck to the work and we were really careful. Um, So it worked to our benefit. And um, speaking of Gen Con, speaking of how tall RTG is, speaking about COVID, I wanted to talk about my docu-series, you know, while I was there, shout out to Sirenscape for taking us out and making us part of the team. And it gave me the opportunity to be able to film for my docu-series I'm working on. And um, uh, hold on, let me hit some of these questions here. Oh, there's a topical product you can apply to Deter finger slash nail biting a raven says no i'm very aware it's kind of the same stuff that you give little kids for sucking a thumb and like none of that really works like um you know i guess it makes you think about it but like I, honestly like when i get in the zone of just that anxiety and i'm thinking like i'll, I'll do it without even fucking knowing it like val will have to walk over sometimes and like hit my hand i don't know like, oh like i won't even know sometimes i'll be in public too and i'll be thinking i'll just be like you know and it's like fuck I don't, I don't think about it, 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 you know, um, cold spider. Yeah. Indiana has been having a massive COVID issue recently. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, especially after Gen Con, one of the big, it is literally the biggest event that they have there. The whole city is so welcoming because it's such an economy booster there. Um, Aaron Durant says I managed to avoid COVID for two and a half years. Then someone in the house brought it home from the gym. We all got it because of that. Yeah, it can happen. It's that, it's that simple, you know, like, You know, just like any sickness, you can be careful and still get it. But I was just making the point that at Gen Con, I think me and Val were were lucky because we were extra careful. We were extra paranoid about it, you know, and we avoided crowds and going out and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, my docuseries, I wanted to kind of explain that. Uh, I'm I'm working on this docuseries. It's actually kind of turning into a a documentary because I've gotten so many interviews and so much great footage um, that I don't know if I want to fit it into a docuseries format like I was working on prior. Like this episode was going to strictly be about this subject next episode was going to be about a different subject and so on and so forth but now i'm like fuck, man like i got so much great footage i want to make it its own full documentary film and maybe make the other ones like that too so i'm, I'm kind of debating that but ultimately this one uh it, the the working title is it's like dungeons and dragons but dot 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 the reason f- for that is if you play any games other than dnd then you know exactly what that's like when you know, you try to tell someone like, "Oh, oh, uh, you stream? What, what do you stream?" I'm like, "Oh, I stream Cyberpunk Red." They're like, "Oh, what's what's Cyberpunk Red?" They have no idea. So I'm always like, "Well, it's like D and D. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but set in the dark future." And that's always how it is. Just like, "Oh, oh, you stream Dune? Like the movie or something or books?" I'm like, "Yeah, exactly. No, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. You know, tabletop role playing. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but based on the Dune book series and film and stuff." So you get the point. So this this whole docuseries title is it's like D&D, but dot, dot, dot. And then I'm interviewing all these game uh, company owners, um, streamers, different people in the industry, and we're just basically talking about uh, the history of gaming for each of these people, the different games and systems and genres that they're putting out with their company, or if you're a streamer, the different games and genres you've played. And it's basically just to shed some light and showcase um, all these other games that are out there that I think are worth noticing. A lot of people only know about D&D because it's so fucking popular. And if you're not into tabletop role-playing games, you might only know about D&D because uh, you've seen it on like South Park or Stranger Things or in a movie or something, you know? Um, so that's the idea of this documentary is it's like D&D, but dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to showcase as many other games and systems and genres as I can in other companies. So that's what I've been doing. And at Gen Con, it was awesome. I got to meet uh, so many people in person that I've been working with via email over the past couple years, um, like Chris at Modiphius, all the Saurian people. Um, and then I met, uh, you know, so many other people too, uh, you know, from other game companies like Evil Genius. And um, like I said, we have issues. Um, you know, there's a few others, but I'm, I'm working on, on basically getting more footage for this docuseries. I'm now doing it via video. I'm having some people in person out here in L.A., um, but yeah, Gen Con, I was able to get a bunch of interviews and footage for it. It was so awesome, um, so I'm pretty excited about that. So w- once that docu series comes out, I'll start promoting it. It'd be awesome, everyone, to uh, check that out and share it and stuff. Let's see, uh, Cold Spider says, uh, "Just an offer, Rob. Granted, a year is a long time, but still, I live in Indiana, and we were wanting to go." Uh, oh, wanted to go next year. So next Gen Con, you ever need help running the booth? I'm um, Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, every year, uh, you know, we're looking for volunteers and help. Um, so pff, absolutely. When you see us posting, about it, it's not just that, I think there's another convention we're going to do with Sirenscape. There's like two a year, two main ones that we're focusing on. So definitely look out for that. If you see us posting needing volunteers, hit me up right away. Um, that'd be great. Uh, BB Swaggin says, I run red as a GM weekly, and I would love to join Cyber Nation as a player potentially. Nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Definitely, uh, post in the uh, looking for group channel on the Cybernation Uncensored Discord. Uh, see if there's someone you can join for fun. But as far as the the streaming teams, um, that's an option too. You know, if you're into streaming, videoing, cosplay, obviously, uh, all of our stream teams. We really encourage like not just showing up and playing and having fun. That's the most important. You want <laughs> you got to have fun, you know, and show up and put in the time. But um, with our brand, like we're really trying to step up. And make sure that all of our stream teams like get into it. They role play. They're in character. You, you you get in cosplay and dress up and like you know use overlays if you've got them and backgrounds. Like just get into it. Um, we try to be as entertaining as possible um, with our gameplay and make it immersive. So keep that in mind too. BB swag if you're down with that shit, you got a camera. You want to really dive into this? Um, absolutely. The more the better. We want everyone to uh, come over to Cybernation Uncensored and stream with us and play GM all that. So fuck yeah, hit us up. That'd be cool as hell. Um, Raven says I'd like to go and would Def help out too. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you totally should. You should plan on it. Gen Con was so much fun, just for the networking and the amount of games you can see and absorb. I mean, just that alone was was awesome. Let alone getting to work with Sirenscape and Network and everything else. You know, um, BB Swag and I have a camera but no costume or background um, in cosplay. Well, you'll have to get it. You have to work on that. <laughs> yeah, if you want to play, um, no, you can still come play. Hit the looking for group and play. Like we have teams going. We also uh, uh, partnered with some West Marches and stuff. So You can absolutely find some gameplay. Get down with some Cyberpunk Red and other game systems that we push. Um, but you know, if you want to be part of one of the stream teams, you know, I encourage get into some cosplay. Like get into it a little more. And you know what? Um, if you've never done it before, uh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna fucking love it. Like it's so much more fun. Uh, you know, you can play the game and have fun with it. But the second you start like dressing in character and really trying to act in character and like, I I don't know, it just, it it gets so much more fun. It it gets more immersive. You start really feeling it and um, yeah, it becomes therapy. It becomes a stress relief. You know, it just, it takes the gameplay up a notch. Um, So if you haven't before, fuck with it, man. You're going to love it. Get into cosplay and really, you know, get being immersive with that shit. Um, Cold Spider, Chris says, uh, if you could turn any movie into a cyberpunk campaign, what would it be? oh, geez, Uh, anything, anything fucked up. (laughs) And I do that a lot, too. Like, I'll take, like, little twist ideas and then manipulate them into, like, a cyberpunk theme. But uh, too many to name, man. Like, uh, every fucking movie. I think it was uh, Mad Queen that was talking about um, uh, when she was doing her one shots, that's what she would do is take old sci-fi movies and switch them to, to cyberpunk. And a lot of her fan base and younger people wouldn't know, cause it'd be a really old movie or something. I'm like, but yeah, uh, almost any movie you can do that with, take a plot twist and, you know, add some cyberware, make it dark dystopian and it fits cyberpunk. Um, you can do that with almost any game though, right? You know, you can take, you know, great plot twists and ideas and, and mysteries to solve and just manipulate them into the genre that you need and, and, and the rules that you need. Um, okay let's see what else uh so my docu-series like i said got a bunch of great footage at gen con been doing the the vid chats about that um oh and aside from the docu-series let's talk a little bit about the filmmaking because i did want to mention a couple other things i'm working on uh, because i mentioned it over half a year ago i think in my last ama Uh, my producer partner bj and his husband uh, James, uh, we're still partnering for different films and stuff. We're wrapping up all for gods. Finally, the final edits are, are in the works. Um, so that'll be a crazy grindhouse horror film, just nonstop, gory fucked up stuff. So if you're into that, you'll love it. If that's too much for you, don't watch it. Cause it is gory as fuck. I've got like eyeballs being dug out, crotches getting stabbed, um, throats being slit, um, like just crazy shit, like brains pulling out with the claw of a hammer and like, fucked up stuff it's fun it's fun because i love horror but if you don't love it you're not going (laughs) to want to watch it because this is absolutely grindhouse and like nonstop intensity but it's called all for gods you can see the little promo video on youtube i made over a year ago with just some of the b footage i had and you'll see how much blood and craziness i put in that and that's not even the main kills that's just some b stuff b roll stuff um but yeah, that's finally wrapping on, on edits and post. So that'll be coming out uh, hopefully soon. Um, and then with my producer partner and his husband, we're, uh, we've are we been on pre-production for a few things. We're still working on Bears vs. Zombies, um, which is kind of an LGBTQ horror sort of action film. Um, you know, bears, not like animal bears, but like big hairy gay dudes, right? So like it's bears versus Zombies. It's kind of wacky. Um, and then Paranormal Gaytivity, uh, which is another sort of, pun play on uh, uh, paranormal activity, right? But LGBTQ. So we've got a whole series of LGBTQ sort of themed film stuff that we've been working on. Um, And over time, we'll be kind of putting those out. It looks like Paranormal Gaytivity might be the first, um, just because we're kind of uh, lining them up budget-wise to increase based on investors and stuff like that. So um, All for Gods will be first, and then Paranormal gativity, probably Bears versus Zombies or Business Among Friends or one of the others. Um, and you can see a lot of the shit I'm working on on my IMDb page. If you go to imdb.com and look for Rob Mulligan, you'll see all, all my film background stuff that I do. Um, yeah, Cold, Cold Spider Chris says, oh, that sounds fantastic. BB Swaggin says, that's too much for me. I, I imagine you're, you're referring to All for Gods. Yeah, it's definitely gory. Aaron Durant says, that sounds like it will be hilarious. I think you're, you're speaking of the Bears vs. Zombies, some of the LGBTQ pun film stuff. But yeah, that's the film work. Other than that, I still got Mulligan's Monster Series on Troma, if anyone's familiar with Troma, who created Toxic Avenger and Poultry and Sergeant Kabuki Man and all that stuff. I've got that Monster Series there. I'm probably going to get back into releasing more episodes on that soon. Um yeah, bears versus zombies sounds wild. BB Swaggin says I agree. It's it's so funny, man. When I heard that title uh, from my partner, I was like, "I am in. Let's do this." So we started developing it. Um, but yeah, what else? Uh, let's see. So that's it for filmmaking. Um, oh, so yeah, I've got uh, I've got a kind of a wacky story I wanted to tell. Just it has nothing to do with tabletop role playing. It has to do with uh, me and Val on our way to Gen Con. Um, Uh, BB Swaggin, are you writing or producing? All, all, yeah, on on all, all of, when I get hired to do other film work, like if, if you see me, you know, working on someone else's set, typically I'll, I'll be a producer. I always kind of work the producer angle just because I have so many networking hookups that I make a good producer on set. I can always get locations, actors, cast, crew, um, just different hookups for free. Um, I've got lots of, just you know decades of networking right so that makes me a producer Um, so i'm usually that even when i do get hired but usually when i get hired it's for production design i I usually am the lead of art department so i'll make props i'll set up the scenes um i just i just run art department usually my wife val will be with me she'll be like director of art and i'll usually be um, a, a production designer or head of art department um, that's usually when we get hired. Other than that, I've, I've been hired to be like first AD assistant director and other things. Um, but that's kind of the hire when I do my own projects, like the ones I mentioned with my, my producer partners and stuff, I'm absolutely one of the producers because it's our projects I'm putting in the work, but I usually direct, write. Um, I'll usually help with production design and props. Like I got, you know, we'll multitask, you know, when when you make a film and you're not handed hundreds of thousands of dollars from investors, you've got to like, uh, wear multiple hats to get it done. You know, you got to pull in favors. Like my first film, if you go on Amazon um, or Tubi, you can look up helitosis the legend of Stank Mouth. It's uh, this monster that has a butt for a face and a butthole for a mouth, inspired by the Garbage Pail Kid um, and other things. You know, I think there was a butt face cartoon monster thing on South Park, and this. But I made my own version and Monster Guy. You, sh- you can still watch that film. But like that one, I-, I saved up and put in about 10k of my own money. Um, from things me and Val were doing. And then I pulled about $50,000 of favors to get it done. You, You know what I mean? So like when you're an independent filmmaker, you might put in, you know, 5K or 10K or a few thousand and another buddy will put in a couple thousand or something everybody will have points to make money on the back end, But then aside from that, you have to pull favors, you know, to really get it done. So like I'll work with filmmakers I know and you know, like an editor or a DP and like get them to work for free or a reduced price. And in turn, I'll help them with their project and like, that's just how it works. When you're an independent filmmaker on that lower level out here in L.A. or anywhere, really, um, you rely on favors and hookups more than anything because, like, no one's handing you hundreds of thousands of dollars to make your film. There's just too many people out there trying to make films, you know? Um, so, yeah, when, I, when I'm working on my projects like Bears vs. Zombies, Paranormal Gativity, All for Gods, I'm a producer, director, writer. Sometimes I'll act in them. I'll play a part or do something, you know? Um, all right, cool. Let me tell you my story. And, and keep in mind, any other questions, drop them in chat. I'll, I'll, I'll answer anything. You know, this isn't the AMA. I figured, like, the Dune stream got canceled, so fuck it, let's dive in and just chat, you know? Um, but let me just tell you this, this little story I wanted to tell. A couple stories about Gen Con um, that have nothing to do with the gaming and stuff like that, but just interesting, fucked-up shit, right? Um, on the way there, we're on the airplane. We're landing, and we land and and anybody who's been on a plane, you know, like just like how they enter a plane in sections, right? Like when they load a plane, they typically will load like first class or like, you know, children and military or disabled people. And, um, you know, and then they'll do it by sections so you can fill it and not block people as they're trying to get in. Right. Like it's, you know, there's a method to it, but when the plane lands and they empty, it's like the, the stewardesses, the, uh, you know a pilot anybody involved like they, they don't do that anymore like they'll do it when you load in they'll kind of control the flow but when they land it's just kind of a free for all and i hate that shit man like it reminds me of when you're trying to you know uh you're driving on the highway and someone's trying to get in front of you and they're rocking that shoulder or, or cutting lane instead of just tactfully getting in behind you or where they can they're like trying to cut you off and run up and fucking shit up right that's what happened on the plane we're landing in indiana and um the plane gets up, you know, taxiing up, and everyone's sitting up ahead of us, and we're waiting for the plane to open up. Like, it had, the door hasn't even opened for you to exit. Everyone's still sitting. Some people up ahead are getting up, you know, getting out their their luggage and stuff, and I'm sitting there with Val. And then all of a sudden, from behind us, we see this guy just, and other people lining up up ahead, and they just, like, cut in front of us, and then the line kind of backs up, and this, this girl who's with that guy stops, like, right next to us. I'm like, fuck, now I can't get out out of my seat I'm like blocked in by people behind me not letting the people in front of them get out of their seat and go you know what I mean it's like very inconsiderate so I'm sitting there and I notice other people like talking under their breath or like looking talking to each other and then um I said to the lady uh, uh excuse me can I get out of my seat I can't get my stuff you're blocking me and she's like oh well yeah I can't move there's there's people yeah be, because you came running up not waiting for people in front of you to get out And then she started arguing with me and just talking shit. And then I realized it was her husband who cut up in front and he turns around. Oh, what? You you want me to back up so you can get out? I said, yes, that's exactly what I want. I want you to back up and let the people in front of you get out. I said, all these people, and I I said all this, I'm like, I stood up. I'm like, all these people probably won't say shit to you, but you're being fucking rude and inconsiderate. Can you please back up so I can get the fuck out of my seat? And he backed up with his wife and they kind of backed up and I got out of my seat, I got my stuff. And then I stood there and kind of blocked the people behind me so everyone in front of me could get out of their seat, get their luggage and and exit the plane in order, like how we entered, like just being considerate. Let people in front of you get off before you cut them off. Now get this, when we get off, as we're leaving, like they're all talking shit to us behind like with their friends. I guess they had other friends sitting behind, So they all started talking shit. Other people in the plane started talking shit to them, like having my back. I just ignored it. I kept walking with Val, you know, because they backed up. I may, I forced them to be considerate. So I let it go, you know. And as I'm leaving, um, they all fucking got in the line waiting for carry-on luggage that they had to check because it was too big when they got there. So they were rushing to get off the plane to get in a fucking line just to get their carry-on anyways. By the time we got down the luggage claim, they didn't walk down there till like five, ten minutes after. Like, motherfucker, you're cutting everyone off, being rude, just hurry up to wait. So you're being rude to everyone pointlessly, you know? So anyways, that's my weird little story. It just pissed me off. It it reminded me of people cutting you off in traffic and then you honk the horn like, Hey, you're being inconsiderate. And then they flick you off because you pointed out them being inconsiderate. And that's what they tried to do to me. Like they dove down my throat and argued. And I don't think he was expecting me to kind of call him on it. Like when he was being rude and kind of flexing on me, like, like, Oh, what? You want me to back up? I'm like, yes, fucking back up. Let all these people go in front of you you know? <laughs> so anyways, that's my crazy, um, inconsiderate plane story. I hate that shit. I know I should probably keep my mouth shut, but I fucking can't, man. I'm just not that guy. I am not that guy. I, I, and I even told Val, I'm like, man, like I need to watch it. And like on the way home, something similar happened. And I totally looked at Val and I was like, I'm not saying anything. Like I was just quiet about it. You know, I like forced myself just to take it, you know? But I'm just normally not that guy like if I see something wrong or fucked up happening it like it pisses me off and I can't handle it like I can't handle inconsiderate people and bullies like people that just do shit to other people because they know they won't say anything or do anything I hate that and I'm always the one to step up and try to protect the people that are scared to say shit you know. but it's always at like the sacrifice of my own mentality or my own safety. You know, like I'll have people yelling at me or something. I'm like, fuck, I'm just trying to make things right and stand up for the little guy, you know? So anyways, I I need to watch that. I need to probably not call people out as much as I do. Um, But I couldn't help it, man. I was so pissed off. Plus we got no sleep. I couldn't eat that morning. I got like three hours of sleep on that plane. And when I woke up, I couldn't eat. I don't know if you've ever eaten anything where you get like that that tight throat thing where the food feels like it's coming back up, and then it goes down, and it, you know, like I get that once in a while. Um, usually in the morning, like if I if I take my 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 vitamins and supplements before I eat, and sometimes all that cold water and stuff. I don't know if it fucks with me or something, but that morning it happened, and I couldn't eat, so I was really irritated on the plane. They weren't ser- serving anything, you know, it was just some peanuts or something. And like then when they were cutting off, I just I just lost it, so I had to say something. But but anyways, <laughs> that's my little plane ride story. I wanted to share that. I thought it was fucked up. Um, yeah, <laughs> my other, my other pointless, uh, oh, and that's awesome. I see you in chat. Everyone's saying like, you know, get them, put them in their place. I hate people who think, uh, who think everyone else, uh, or no one else around them matters when good people are quite quiet, bad people take over. I wish more people would do what you did. People wouldn't be, uh, pricks as often preach on brother. Thank you so much. Seriously. Um, I, all, all these chat messages make me feel so better about that because like I told Val, I'm like, I get embarrassed by that, but like, I can't help myself. You know, I feel like I have to stick up for fucked up stuff, you know, like for the little guy and like, but I, but I end up regretting it. Cause like I'm a shy person generally. Um, so I end up with anxiety. Like everyone's fucking looking at me and stuff, but I can't help it, you know? Um, but thank you so much for chiming in on chat and kind of having my back on that. It makes me feel better about it. Mm. Um, my other weird, not crazy or fucked up, but my other weird Gen Con story. Um, the first time this has ever happened to me, it's fucking odd. But um, one of the nights, uh, it, uh, we, we grabbed something to eat with the Sirenscape team, Steve and Dan and stuff, which is so cool to hang out with them in person, you know, after working with them for so long. But, um, but we, uh, we went out. We, we decided to grab something to eat on the way out from the event. They were like, hey, let's stop. We'll grab something. We'll buy dinner, you know. And, like, so we, we stopped at this restaurant. And, um, and they gave us water. And I, and I drink the water. And it's, like, Thick. It, it, it was like, it, it was almost like clear taste, like, uh, clear flavorless, um, syrup. It, it reminded me of like, uh, I can't even put my finger on it. But it was like a clear syrup with like no flavor. It was water, but it was like, it was just odd. And, and then we realized it was soft water. If you're, if you're ever familiar with soft water, like my parents had a soft water switch for their shower to take off all the hard minerals and things out of the water. And when you shower, it actually feels soft, like it's moisturizing your skin without the harsh minerals and stuff. That's soft water. It's kind of like distilled a bit. Um, it's not for drinking. Salt, like you shouldn't drink soft water. Like you, you, it's better to have the minerals and things in it. Um, but just on, on a flavor, and I believe like soft being distilled or close to distilled, someone correct me in chat, um, that actually pulls um, it leaches the minerals and nutrients and things out of your body. It's not good to drink that shit all the time. But um, but yeah, that soft water, man, like I went to go drink it. I was like, what the fuck? And everybody at the table was the same way. They were like, this is odd. And like nobody drank the water because it was like it wouldn't refresh you. Like it didn't feel light like water. And I only drink water. I don't drink, you know, I, when I go out at events, I might have a soda like once every few months or something. It's kind of a treat for me. for me to have like a soda or something other than just water. But, um, but so I'm very into water. I drink like a minimum of a gallon a day. So when I had this water, I was like, whoa, like I couldn't even drink it. It was like syrupy. It felt like it was like thick. <laughs> it like wouldn't hydrate me. It didn't feel thin and refreshing. It was like, it was gross and it wouldn't get cold. I wonder if like the minerals in regular water because it like hold temperature in the water a little better or something. But this was like a glass filled with ice and in this, you know, soft water. And it was like warm. It like did not, it wouldn't get cold. It was thick. It was so fucking odd. So anyways, that's my other weird Gen Con story is that I was served soft water to drink at a restaurant and it was just so odd. Um, I don't know if anybody else has had soft water to drink like that or served to them. Uh, but let me know in the comments here on the live or on YouTube. Um, I'd be curious to see if anybody else has has dealt with that before. i um, getting some pop-ups here. Let me close that. See, that was my other Gen Con story. Um, I think I covered everything here. You know, the filmmaking stuff I'm going to do, the new sponsors, the new adventures I'm working on, um, just my experiences at Gen Con, running into people, my fucked up plane story. Um... Yeah, main thing I wanted to go over was, you know, the future of Cyber Nation Uncensored, how we're expanding into more games and gameplay, and we're even, uh, you know, taking it away from future and going a little more medieval, but without the high fantasy, you know, it's going to be that dark horror medieval vibe. Uh, That was the main thing I wanted to go over is the expansion for the brand, and the fact we're always looking for more Game Masters to come stream with us. If you're a Game Master and you want to come put together a team with us and stream, I would love that. Hit me up, please. yeah, and I also wanted to kind of make up since we didn't have our Dune stream. Just kind of wanted to rock this today. But uh, but I think that's it for me. I'm going to call it quits. That was a nice little hour AMA. I'm glad everybody was able to tune in, you know, ask some questions, and let me just run my mouth about this shit. I really appreciate all of you being an ear, being a shoulder, all that good stuff. Um, having my back with that fucked up plane story. <laughs> all that stuff means a lot, seriously. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And... Um, Yeah, just a reminder, this, uh, let me see, what is it? We've got, uh, this Wednesday is uh, Tales from the Forlorn Dopes, Thursday is my Sirenscape stream, and then Saturday is Team Nevermore. And then we'll be making up this Dune stream in the next couple weeks. I'll be launching uh, the new gameplay on the last Monday of the month, and my Fallout stream will be coming back, I believe... Fallout might be coming back next Friday. I need to confirm the date, but next Friday, uh, my Fallout Team Wasteland, where everyone's based in Florida with the Mind Control Ghouls and the, the Disney cult and Bro- Brotherhood of Steel with the Northside Kings in Miami and the, the Enclave with that clean wave chemical shit over at the launch pad. Um, all that stuff is coming back. I know it's been months since I had that stream, but it's coming back. It's I, I believe it is going to be next Friday the 9th. And then after that, we're we're probably gonna rock, we're gonna finish that campaign, then I'm starting a new Fallout team, and that'll be the last Friday of every month. Um, So keep that in mind too. So anyways, check out the calendar, give some shares. I would really appreciate the like, the follow, uh, and also hit hit me up on YouTube. Uh, We always do these live streams, but I could really use the support on YouTube as well. Like if you see me posting the VODs for the gameplay, tutorials, any of this stuff, please like the video on YouTube and leave a comment. Uh, just leaving a comment and liking the video uh, helps the algorithm so YouTube actually like suggests my video to people that might be into those topics uh, based on the hashtags and things. So um, so seriously, please, please, if you see the YouTube videos, give a like, give a comment. I would really appreciate that. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure I'm not missing a comment here. I see Cold Spider. I'm going to take a moment and say thank you. No one around where I live plays Cyberpunk and it's the only game I've ever actually sought out. A lot of friends play Star Trek or Masquerade. Oh, yeah. Uh, So thanks, Rob, for this group and everyone involved for giving me the chance to play a fantasy fantasy game that feels like home. Hell yeah. That's awesome. No, thanks so much for joining us, you know. Uh, And like I said, Colt's better. He's going to be joining Team Veritas very soon. Um, But yeah, no, uh, thanks for the shout-out. You know, like I said, I created this community and brand because I have a passion for cyberpunk and dystopian gameplay and everything that I'm doing and expanding towards. Um, But I'd be lying if I didn't say it's 100% validated by shit like that, you know, positive comments people have on my back, liking the video, sharing the streams, like I said, liking and commenting on YouTube, like joining my Patreon, like all those things, that's the validation that shows me um, that, you know, what I'm doing, people actually dig it and there's a place for it. Um, Like I said, I'd probably do it anyways because I have a passion for this, if you can't tell, um, I would be doing it as therapy, right? Um, But the fact that everyone's joining the community, showing some love, support, you know, putting comments like that from Chris and just let me know how you feel and thanking me for shit like this. Like I, I, I can't even fucking express enough how much that means to me. So thank you uh, so much for that. You know, it means a lot, but all right, cool. Thanks everybody for tuning into this AMA. I know it was last minute. It was uncalled for because of the whole dune cancel and stuff, but I threw it together um, and I was glad we were able to chat about some things. Uh, so yeah, hopefully I'll see everybody Wednesday for team Veritas and then, uh, you know, join the cybernation uncensored, uh, Discord, check out the website, the Facebook group, Twitter, all that stuff. Also, hit me up. I have my Twitter, Mulligan101 on Twitter. Give me a follow and hit me up. Aaron Duran, thanks for the sub. That means a lot. All right, cool. I'll see everybody next time. Take care.